Hey everybody and welcome to Unhappy Endings, a rewatch podcast devoted entirely to the cancelled too soon ABC sitcom Happy Endings. I'm Neil McNeil and with me this week is my guest host, Rachel Kylie, And we are watching episode 3 of Happy Endings season 2, Yes and Which. Alright, so this week I have Rachel... Hi. Hey. Hi, Rachel. Why don't you tell the internet where they can find you, what you do, who you are as a person, and like how we know each other, which is kind of a mystery at this point. It is. It is a mystery. Um, going back to your first question, you can find me anywhere online under Rachel Kylie, or if you are particularly interested in stalking, you can find me in a haunted apartment somewhere in Hollywood. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just Rachel Kylie everywhere. Um, it's pretty boring. And yeah, we are not really sure how... Exactly, we met. We have a lot of mutual friends dating back to someone that Neil went to high school with. Yeah, totally who, like, weird. Married my best friend from high school. Super strange. Yeah, but that was like that was like <laughs> a year into our friendship. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute, you know this person? Her mom was my Odyssey of the Mind coach that's in high school, crazy. and that's how like her and I became friends. Yeah, I just got like a random text at like one in the morning from her, being like, "You know Neil McNeil," and it was like, "Oh God, you, everyone, everyone knows Neil." I think we know each other like mostly just like through the YouTube space, essentially, yeah. like. Somewhere you, in there. You've been in it for how too long? long? Too long now. That's. <laughs> I mean, I feel like any amount of time in the YouTube space is too long. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. you've been in it for far, far, far too long. Has yes, yes. Now, As, now we're both, like, I guess, uh, you know, going into podcasting. Yeah, instead. we love we love podcasting. <laughs> we love we love just getting our fingers out there into as many possible things. No comment. No. <laughs> God damn it, Rachel. God damn it. <laughs> It's, it's we're a minute in and you've already made it filthy, filthy, filthy. It's called happy endings. True. <laughs> Speaking of happy endings, so do you have any character that you feel like you relate to the most on this show? Um, you know, I think they're all like way cooler than I could ever be. <laughs> so it's a little hard to say. Um, I think Dave is, is pretty dumb. So maybe, maybe some Dave. You're not That's dumb so though. Sad. You're not That's dumb. so sad. I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, if, if you keep listening to the entire podcast, there is one character in this episode that I particularly relate to. That is, you actually <laughs> said it out loud and I was like, wow, that's actually a yep, pretty... sadly accurate. Accurate statement. We'll get there. What about a, what about a favorite episode? <laughs> um, this is definitely one of my favorite episodes. Um, besides that, I think I have more like favorite scenes mm-hmm. than... Favorite like, like bits that happen? Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite bit? I really like this, I can't remember if it's season two or season three opening where they're all like in the hotel and like pile onto the bed and yep. everything just goes crazy <laughs> wrong. That's just my favorite opening of a season ever. It's literally like the domino effect of like one thing <laughs> leads to another, like someone gets stabbed, there's like an allergic reaction. It's it's a great one. That was season two's just opening. pile everything on. <laughs> just make it as awful as humanly possible because I feel like this show does a good job of like being a happy-go-lucky like sitcom but at the same time, just making everything go to shit. That's the relatable part of it. Where it life really is awful is. and we're all going to die. But no matter what, we will have a happy ending in some way, shape, or form. It's called death. Okay. Things also just got, <laughs> things got dirty and things got dark already. <laughs> I am interested to see where this episode goes. Yep, me too. <laughs> so this episode focuses all around um, several like random plots that are going on. The main one being Penny's mom, Dana, is in town, played by the wonderful Megan Mullally, who I, I am so blown away by the fact that her and freaking oh my god why am I blank- Nick Offerman no 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 not, no we're not going with that we're not going with that we're not going with that <laughs> um just her and Penny are like the exact oh, yeah. same person like they are they are the mother daughter duo that like Gilmore Girls wants to be and she even says it 
She was like, we came first. And like, my mom doesn't, my mom's a singer and not whatever Mama Gilmore does. And Brad instantly knows what her job is. Yeah, yeah. I would love if they would have had their own like spin-off web series that was just them doing like... Why didn't they? Why didn't we have Marry Me and why didn't we have <laughs> the Penny and Dana show? Because I would have watched that like a variety hour. Yeah. Kind of like, okay, did you ever see the Nickelodeon show? Or was it Disney? I don't even know. Where it was like the entire show was about um, the characters or the people who acted. It was kind of like 30 Rock for like a kid's SNL. So imagine all that. But imagine a scripted mm-hmm. show around the kids who were on all that. I don't think I saw that. Oh my god, it was awful. It was like, it was Sunny with a Chance. It's where Demi Lovato got her like big break. Oh, right. But then when she left the show, they literally just turned the show into that variety show because oh. she was the main character. And I was like, I would watch like a weird amalgam of like the scripted parts, but then also like the bits that happened. Right. Like I would watch like them going in and out, kind of like 30 Rock. Like it would have been a fun like 30 Rock-ish show. They would have been great on the Girly Project. I just launched my pen. <laughs> I just got fantastic. so excited. <laughs> Didn't even hit the couch. Um, but yeah, so her mom comes into town. Her mom is like this like super happy-go-lucky, just like positive energy force, which like I want to be. Like I aspire to be that. Sometimes I get so dark and twisty though that like I get lost down that rabbit hole. I become the penny in that situation where it's like you have to be realistic, but like you can't really do that all the time. Like you, you, you gotta be happy sometimes. Well, you have to have like dreams and goals and aspirations because if you don't have them, they can't get crushed. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Um, so we have that going on. We also have Dave finding out that he's 116th Navajo, which is like the weirdest through line for a series ever. And like <laughs> if it had been made today, would have been super problematic. Like it was like, it's on par with Jane Krakowski. Um, is that her real name? On, yes. I, I always forget if like that's her real name or if like that's her character name on Thirty Rock. Jenna Maroney. Jenna Maroney. Yeah, I had to Kesky. think about it for a second too. It's 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 too similar to her own name, but like it's similar to that on her and uh, her on Kimmy Schmidt when they're like, why is she playing a Native American character? Like that's just like weirdly offensive. I don't know. I think they do a good job in happy endings though of like the other characters for the most part, except for in this the end of this episode mm-hmm. being like, hey. You're being ridiculous. Yeah. Stop trying to claim this identity. Yeah, it definitely, like, it, it does a good job of, like, kind of calling out that kind of person who, like, latches on to something that's like, oh, this is a part of my heritage. It's like, you just found that out 20 minutes ago. Calm right. the hell down. It would probably be more effective as, like, kind of a deconstruction if there were more characters that weren't white on the show. Exactly. But I mean, <laughs> that I mean, is the, I think, problematic aspect of it. Wow, this just got... This got, this got super, <laughs> this got super PC, super quick. Um, we also have Alex doing her neck exercises, which is like, poor Alex. She has nothing to do in this episode except for like, not move her neck. Which is so, yeah, it's such a bummer because like, I think Alex episodes are probably my favorite because she's just so ridiculous. And they take one of the, I mean, arguably one of the two main characters and they just make actually both her and Dave just so ridiculous for like <laughs> the majority of the series. And it's kind of fantastic. It's like the reason the entire show exists is because of their wedding. And now it's just like, okay, well, go off and do your own stupid things. There are more important things here on Happy Endings. Yeah, they were like, you guys can't actually play, like, you know, the token straight characters, as in, like, straight-laced, not, like, you know. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Friends had that problem, too, where for a while, Ross and Rachel didn't really do anything. Yeah. And then, like, they got her pregnant. They're like, oh, this is a thing, right? It's like... <laughs> it's like eight years later, whatever they came to do. Come on. Um, we also have Max deciding to um, utilize Brad and Jane and their couple's improv to 
profit off of the tourists who are now plaguing their city because tourists never existed in Chicago before. Definitely not. No, Max is pissed that they're all going to his favorite restaurant and decides that he wants to capitalize on these people by giving limousine tours in his newly purchased Beanie Baby limousine, which is what happened in the last episode. He's like, I sold my Beanie Babies and got this cool limo. So, like, I'm glad that he had a story in this season. That's which true. is the limo. Like, literally, that's his The limo's whole... so great. I love the limo. I would get one of those for myself. I would sell my Beanie Babies. I would not sell my Beanie Babies for that. <laughs> <laughs> you would make, like, $10 at this point. Probably. So. <laughs> What's like, if you had to exploit anyone in LA to make money, like Max is doing with these people in the limo, what would you do? Like, how would you do Ooh, it? Interesting. It would probably be something that targets YouTubers. Yeah? <laughs> I know that much. <laughs> so we could just go from there. <laughs> something that targets YouTubers, like, like, um... Like a, like a, almost like a social media, like strategist oh, website. Yeah. Well, <laughs> social media strategy. That's a great way to exploit people in LA. I'm glad no one's thought of that. <laughs> what about, what about, get this, YouTube networks. You can create one of those. Oh, we're so behind. We are so we're behind Podcasting, now we're coming up with ideas to like make money off of YouTubers. We've missed our calling. Have you ever, have you ever heard of people doing actually, like actually doing couples improv? Um, I don't think I have. I've heard of couples forming from improv classes, but I've right. never heard of like a couple being like, we're going to go do improv together because that sounds awful. It does. Like, unless like you're both like in that headspace of like actor, actress, like we're going to like have fun with this. You're not going to have fun with it. That was very heteronormative of you. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be all heteronormative here. I know that we're two queers on a podcast. I do love that they took like a twist on um, the traditional couples therapy though. And we're like, what would Brad and Jane actually do? Something absurd. Yeah. What's like the weirdest thing you've ever heard of a couple doing to like, like not like replace therapy. (laughs) Well, (laughs) how can we start there? Um, Gosh. Because I feel like there's like, there's like a weird subsection of couples who like will do anything to like stay like in a happy space with each other. Like they'll try anything. Like couples hikes. I mean, I really try threesomes. to not be friends with couples. <laughs> so this is... <laughs> My instinct is say, start a YouTube channel together. <laughs> I was trying to avoid that and that's really nope. just where my brain went. <laughs> nope. I mean, it's absolutely true. Like... There's there's a weird subsection of the YouTube community that believes that if person A and person B in the relationship notice how I didn't use he and she, <laughs> hey, um, go good job. <laughs> if they if they both realize that they like making videos, they're like, we should do a combined channel, and it's like, no. It almost always backfires. It almost always the backfires. ones that, that are still there. We're just like waiting, waiting for it to go wrong. Some of the ones that are still there, it went wrong. It <laughs> went wrong a while ago. Yep. And they are just going through with it because they know. That that's their livelihood. Yep. It, it really doesn't leave you any options. Nope. It's a it's a weird, sad space. I would rather do couples improv at that point. <laughs> like, I know that I was just knocking it, but, like, I would be like, hey, maybe we should try, like, a, like a couples circus class. Wouldn't that be fun? Couples acrobatics. Don't drop me. <laughs> couples cooking. That could be a that's, thing. That's a thing. Yeah, I've heard yeah. people doing that. I like, I feel like it's, it's, there are so many ways to strengthen your relationship. And a YouTube channel is not one of it them. It really isn't. Publicly, it might, but... Publicly! I mean, it might just get you a bunch of free shit from people sending you gifts, but... It's not so bad either. That's, I mean, I would Fake much... Fake relationship ra- time. I, I much rather... I have pride in buying my own shit, as you can see from my abundance of That's shit true. in this apartment. I, I love 
treating myself. And that myself. poster you totally bought and paid for. No, that was... <laughs> okay, so we have a poster for the final girls in my apartment. Awesome movie. The story behind this is I... I was up one night at like one in the morning, like almost having an anxiety attack. And how do I do with like how do I deal with my anxiety attacks? Not medication, online shopping. Yes. So like I'm like on Amazon. I'm like, what could I buy? What could I buy? You know what I haven't seen in a while? The Final Girls. Like that's one movie that I have to own on Blu-ray. It's so good, so fun. If you haven't seen it, highly suggest it. Um, so I bought it. Got same day shipping because that's the kind of person that I am. I was talking to my roommate about it, and I was like, oh, if a package comes for me, like, it's The Final Girls, like, it's a super good movie, I don't know if you've ever seen it. And he's like, oh, I've never seen it, but I have a poster for it, and literally just whips out this poster, and it's like, <laughs> can we hang this in the living room? Like, we're about to paint this entire apartment. We are getting ready to, nice. like, remodel this place and make it, like, I've been here for three and a half years, and we are finally making it home. But we were like, let's just hang up The Final Girls poster in the living room, front and center. It's like the first thing you see when you walk into this apartment. Well, if your apartment ever catches on fire, stay far away from that poster. Yeah, I would never... <laughs> I don't know. I would I would love to be transported into happy endings. That's true. But you're not, like, probably going to die in happy endings. You don't know that. You just said it yourself. That's the happy true. ending is death. Well, eventually. <laughs> no, it's not going to, like, run that long. Oh, it already died. So. Oh, well, maybe there's, <laughs> maybe there's a chance that it'll come back. I don't know. Every six months, a good Twitter rumor. God damn it. I hate, I hate <laughs> Twitter rumors. They are the worst. I kind of love them. I it love them. It gives you hope. It gives you something to believe in. I love them. I love starting them. <laughs> I love starting shit. I don't That's, love starting no, shit. No, you don't I all. don't. I hate starting shit. I hate, <laughs> I literally avoid shit. <laughs> like the plague. I'm like, hey, this is cool. Let's go on the other side of the country. Which <laughs> is why I'm going to, to New York. Anything. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, another, another plot we have in this episode is, like we said, Dave finding out that he is 116th Navajo. Have you ever had a friend who found something out about whether it be like their family, um, like heritage wise or like anything like in their own lives that they're like, they latched onto? Um, not in terms of heritage necessarily, but I think we've all probably had in the queer community, those friends who, like, suddenly realize that there's some small aspect or large aspect of themselves that is not straight, and they totally just go Run super gung-ho. Yep. Which I think is, like, our community version of that. Yeah. <laughs> have I told you about my best friend from high school, Jake, who came out of the closet recently? No, but I have gotten a Facebook invite to his, his coming, coming out, out party <laughs> in a week and a half, which is going to be an event. It is going to be I'm an excited. event. It's going to be a thing. Um, but, so... Jake, he came out of the closet in January and has pretty much, like, went for it. Like, he is, like, on all the apps. He is making out with <laughs> dudes left and right. That is part of being gay. He texted me once at, like, 2 in the morning his time being like, so I made out with three different guys at the same party tonight. And I was like, Jake, Jake, Jake. Sorry to throw you under the bus here, buddy. I know you're not listening right now, but, like, if anyone Jake. gets wind of this, Jake. <laughs> Come on, boy. Um, but no, like I've definitely like I've noticed that with people who like come out, especially like at a later age, if they're like, mm -hmm. oh, like I do feel like I'm a part of the queer community now. Like, let me go for it. It's like maybe you should like reel it back a little bit, just a little bit, just a tiny like, bit. Like explore, like enjoy your life. Explore but your sexuality. You don't have to be like the exact stereotype mold, unless you want to be. But if yeah. you're just doing it because you, you know, feel like you need you to, you find out this thing. <laughs> like 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 Dave, you don't have to go around wearing an authentic Navajo jacket. Right out of the gate. It's, it's like reversible. maybe like wean yourself into it. Like maybe like baby steps, baby steps. One of my favorite uh, plots in this episode, though, is like what I want to spend most of the time talking about um, is Penny's mom. Love her. Penny's mom coming into the show because like I love whenever they explore not just the relationships between the characters within the show, but like 
their parents, their siblings, and this is like one of my favorite recurring characters in this series mm-hmm. because Megan Mullally just knocks it out of the park each and every time she comes on the sh- comes on the show or any show on any show really. <laughs> I felt like like watching this back like a fifth or sixth time, it honestly felt like she like was just like given like a general outline of the scene and just went for it. Like I felt like most of her lines were improv because like all the reactions to them just felt so natural of people just being like, "You just said that." Like that is absurd. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone would actually try and script something for her. Like, it's like, whatever you do is not going to be anywhere near as wonderful as whatever she would come up with. She's just one of those actors. Like, so I, that makes sense. I wonder if she was in the writer's room during all this and was like, <laughs> let's do, let's let's have everyone sing their emotions. Or like, let's have like Penny and, Penny and Dana, like, whenever they're, they're arguing, like, have to sing at each other. Like, that is the happy the endings musical part. we need and deserve as a society. We deserve so much more of it, too. We deserve so much more of happy endings. That's also true. If, if you and one of your parents were to have a duet at a boat show or any show, do you know what the song would be? Um, it would probably be a hymn about Jesus. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all the music that my parents listened to. I did not know that pop music existed until I was 10. And I saw <laughs> a Hanson Christmas special on TGIF. And I was like, oh, there's stuff that isn't hymns. That's were crazy. You, were you also like, wow, these three blonde girls are really pretty. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> These blonde girls are gorgeous. <laughs> is that a confusing time for you? Like, is that... I mean, the entire first, like, 18 years of my life were probably pretty confusing. But I know you can track it back. All all the boys that I liked were so... They were so girly. That's what happened with me and all the girls that I liked. Like, they were all very butch. <laughs> like, they could have kicked my ass. Well, there you go. That's my type. It's like, I want you to fight me. And I want you to beat me up. You know, that's, that's some people's type. It works. Like, if I ever see someone I like on Twitter and I'm like, hey, like, instead of hitting on them, I'm like, hey, you should punch me in the throat. That would be cool, right? <laughs> I love right? you. <laughs> Please sleep with me. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, no, I feel like if, if I were to ever do a duet with one of my parents, um, you know, okay, the place that my mind went to instantly was Meatloaf's Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Super Ooh. inappropriate song to sing <laughs> with your parents. But, like, I grew up on that song. But with my mom, I think it would be Proud Mary. Nice. Because if you ever if you ever go to a McNeil wedding, that song is bound to play at some point, and my mom is usually going to be drunk off her ass at that point, and she's going to be like running up and down going, rolling, <laughs> rolling. She gets so into it. That's awesome. Like my mom, like she's one of the scariest people I know, and she like, not that she doesn't let loose, but like she like has like a wall up, I guess. Like she wants people to like be afraid of her, but okay. when she's around people she's comfortable with, she just loves, loves the center. She loves being the center of attention. Yeah. Which is where I get that from. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> your mom should start a YouTube channel. No. No. Don't want your mom involved in the YouTube community, Neil? I don't want... My mom would never start a YouTube channel, would never have a Twitter <laughs> account where she called people out. Um, no, she's just... I like... My mom is great for the internet in like filtered doses. And by filtered, I mean right. through me. Because like people <laughs> love hearing about it. But, like, if she were ever to, like, be, like, a front-facing person, she'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like, she would be so confused. Like, she doesn't know how to answer her email still. Oh, that's like, cute. She's like, can you email me this, like, this attachment? <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, we're not going to have, like, an email, like, correspondence, are we? She's like, no, just text me, you dumbass. Nice. My mom's the opposite. Instead of texting me, she still just emails me, like, I saw a bird today. It's, like, my mom's <laughs> favorite thing. Everything on social media is just, like, a Facebook full of birds and pictures of birds and... 
so many birds. I Why hate are there birds. So many birds. I hate birds so much, <laughs> Neil. <laughs> Why? Like, what's why? Why would you hate birds? Just because that's that's all there is. That's all your that's mom. All my mom talks about. She like constantly is calling me and being like, "Did you go look at this like bird cam that's set up wherever? Like, I want you to go watch this bird cam." And I'm like, "Mom, there's so many other things I could be watching, <laughs> and none of them are bird cams." Um, you mentioned earlier that you felt like you related to a character in this episode, and that character mm-hmm. is Scotty. Yes, Scotty, another one of those like. Really just, like, outlandish characters who just, like, very... He pops in and out throughout the series, and you don't really, like, know a lot about him, but he's just there. And what happens in this episode is that during the limo tours, um, Brad and Jane get in a fight with Max because they feel like they should be getting a cut of whatever he's making by giving these tours limo tours because they are providing the improvisational skills. Pay your actors. Pay your actors. No, it's true. (laughs) It's completely true. Max, pay your actors. (laughs) So he decides to enlist the help of Scotty instead to be his improviser, which ends up him, um, they're outside of a, like a, like a mall, like a pedestrian mall. Yeah. And Max is saying, like, this is the site of the Great Chicago Fire. And Scotty goes, yeah, if you put your ear to the ground, you can still hear the screams of people begging to die. He's, like, desperately trying to come up with some sort of improv thing in there. It's all children on the tour, basically. <laughs> and, like, that would be me. Like, I would be the person being like, uh, yeah, this is a historical fact that I can make up. It's about death and destruction, and isn't it fascinating, young children? Don't be afraid. <laughs> I mean, that's like, I love freaking out kids. <laughs> like, I, I saw this stand-up comedian last night who was saying how if he were to ever have kids, he would, for the first eight years or like ten years of their lives, he would tell them that giraffes are made up. Like, that they're imaginary. <laughs> it's like it's like they're just like unicorns. Like, that neck, like, that would never work in nature. And then when they were finally ten, he would take them to a zoo and like take them to the giraffes and be like see that daddy controls reality you listen to me (laughs) it was one of the funniest jokes i've ever heard and like maybe it was because i was drunk but like no (laughs) i I have this theory that like when i have kids i'm going to if snapchat or like iphones are still a thing which i hope they are i'm gonna record them every time they cry and like while they're crying i'm gonna like i'm gonna tell them things like hey just so you know like you're gonna have loans to pay off one day you're like hey like someone's gonna break your heart one day you're like you're going to get married and maybe divorced. And then, like, do this every time I see them cry and I have my phone on me to the point where I will compile them all into a however long DVD. <laughs> and on their 18th birthday, I'll give it to them and say, don't say I didn't prepare you for this. Oh, God. And just, like, kick them out into the world to go and grow up. Great parenting. Great parenting. No, <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm trying to protect my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just want to Snapchat it. I think I just want to Snapchat <laughs> it. I, I I love Snapchat. It's one of my like guilty pleasures. I wish that that had been a thing too. Like I think that Snapchat series generally don't necessarily work super well right mm-hmm. now, but I think that tied in with happy endings, it could have as well. I would have loved to have seen. We just need everything on every platform with happy endings. Like I feel like the show would have done so well now because it would have been so much more social, like mm-hmm. on social media. Than it was back in 2011. Because, like, even back then, like, people didn't embrace webisodes. Right. Like, webisodes have been a thing since, like... Well, they had some, but I didn't watch them. Yeah, like, they were... They've been around since, like, 2008, 2009. But I feel like in recent years, they've really caught on. Right. Especially, like, with, like, tie-ins. Like, Heroes, um, back in the day, did, like, web comics alongside the show right. that nobody read. And it was just such a sad... Like, they put so much effort into, like, having this web presence to the point where now, like, Happy Endings could have had, like an Instagram account mm-hmm. where they just like uploaded like little bits that got cut from the episode of like the actors on set. And it's like, Oh, like that would have been funny to see how it tied into the episode. 
but it never had the chance. So what we're saying is just bring back happy endings. I would love, like one of my favorite posts on BuzzFeed, which is something that I never say, (laughs) is if the Gilmore Girls had Instagram and it's just like fake Instagram pictures posted by like Lorelai, Suki, Rory, and it's pretty spot on. Yeah, that stuff is, it's really cool when it works and when they actually try and they have people who know the show really well like Mm -hmm. i feel like in in the past when they've tried to do kind of tie-ins like that they don't get the tone of the characters in the show right Mm -hmm. but it seems like everyone's getting better about that so that'd be awesome i mean i would love to see a show that just like fully embraces social media probably never gonna happen yeah like it's never like sad people still see social media as like a weird i mean like we just made fun of it too we're like half this episode we made fun of youtubers (laughs) there is a difference i think in recent years especially my favorite thing about sitcoms is the use of youtube talent on sitcoms as like one-off guests did you watch a to z i didn't know tyler ward from tyler ward music Mm -hmm. was a guest star on an episode of from a to z as tyler ward okay as like a youtube celebrity and it was like a big deal they're like, oh my god, this YouTube... So it was the British girl who was like, I'm going to sleep with him. And they're like, really? Really? Is that what's going to happen? Well, that's why it got cancelled. <laughs> I love that show. All 13 episodes of it. It was wonderful. It had such... I'm happy that it, like, had an ending. Like, they yeah. were able to close it out. I don't know. It was fun. It was kind of like... It was very, um... It was very happy endings meets crazy ex-girlfriend, if that makes any sense. Okay. It was very much, like, absurd, over-the-top, but also, like, had a lot of heart to it. To mm-hmm. the point where, like, a lot of secondary characters who were introduced in the very early episodes became mainstay characters towards the end. And you're, like, oh, you really cool. wanted to, like, see them flourish and, like, see their storylines play out. And then it got canceled after, like, six episodes. They oh, aired them all. Episodes. They aired them all. All 13 episodes. And it was clever because... It's only 8 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Every episode was a letter of the alphabet. Oh, really? No, it's, it's, yeah, it was. It was like A is for, B is for. Got it. So it finally got to M and it was like, okay, that's it. That's the show. <laughs> and I had so much faith in what's his face. Oh, yeah. And yes. what's her face. The two <laughs> those, leads. Those what's their faces. Because the guy, he was in something, but I can't remember what. Most but the, people are. But the girl, <laughs> the girl was the mother in How I Met Your Mother. Oh, right. And after right. that shitty ending they gave her, I was like, you know what? I have faith for you. Like, I believe in you. <laughs> Christina Miliani. Mil- yeah, Milioni, that one. Mioni. Christina. Yeah, she, she should hopefully get better than, God, let's not even she get She deserves so much more. <laughs> I would love, love, if they ever did a Happy Endings revival, for her to be on an episode. That would be cool. I feel like I she would be I could see her great. fitting, Yeah. She would be like a good, hmm, I think she would either be a good enemy for Penny or a good love interest for Dave or both. That's true. Because we all know where this is going. Spoilers. Ugh. What is, what is one of your favorite, like just overall moments of this show? Like I know we talked about scenes, but like what is one of your like favorite overall just like overarching moments of this show? Hmm, that requires some thought. Do you have any like through lines that like played out over the course of a season, half a season, any like particular moments that happened. It's like, it's a show that's like a full, it's full of a lot of moments. It's full of a lot of like really like quick jokes, one-off jokes, like really just kind of go over your head to the point where I'm watching it now, even going like, wow, I can't believe I missed that. Like in my third viewing of it. You want to hear mine? Yep. (laughs) The moment where they're talking about conventions in the diner. Remind me, it's been when they're going to rom con con. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, like, a good one. They just have like this like 
back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then finally, like, someone who's sitting behind them in the diner goes, hey, I got this one. How about you shut the fuck up, Khan? <laughs> no, he goes, how about you shut the fuck up? And they go, Khan? Yeah, we can totally <laughs> see that working. It's a brilliant moment in the show. And it's, like, one of those, like, you could really tell that, like, they just, like, had fun with it in the writer's room. They're like, what, like, what's a good moment for this? Like, we need to fill some time. Let's just have them go on and on and on about conventions until someone finally just says, shut up. Like, we don't want to hear your jokes anymore. I love it how they do that so much in the show. They just continue on and on, which is generally not how you're supposed to do anything with sitcoms and humor, <laughs> and it just works for this. It's the group Because that's pylon. just who they are, yeah. yeah. It's so great. I also loved um, the moment where Penny is out with her boyfriend's friends, and they're just normal people. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I definitely, I have those moments, especially when, like, I go from hanging out with, like, YouTube people to, like, people I knew in college where I'm like, two polar opposite groups of people and i'm like we don't have to like be constantly on we don't have to be like constantly like on top of each other we can just be normal people (laughs) this is weird what's that it's so what is this like do you think this episode overall had a happy ending i mean we i know we had the moment where like penny's mom breaks down Mm -hmm. and like penny kind of like ruins her for a little bit takes that positive energy out of her but then we get a really great duet at the end yeah i think it definitely ends on a positive note you know she says all of her dreams that she wants to have happen with her being ushered away to not so much a private plane, but you know, <laughs> a crappy limo, which is, it's a good... The crappy limo could lead to a private plane. That's true. They could totally buy a plane with all <laughs> of their money on the way there. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice that they all kind of gather together for her at the end. And yeah, I think... Even though she was so mean to them. The episodes that like definitely like ring happiest to me are the ones where everyone comes together for a common mm-hmm. cause at the end. Not just like ends up at the bar and it's like, oh, we're going to decompress about our lives, but like... They all showed up at the end of this episode yeah. to really help Megan Mullally, which I would show up to help her. I think everyone would. <laughs> I just want the best for her. I want the best for everyone on the show. I want them to succeed. I know. They keep having all these shows that get canceled. I missed One Big Happy, even though the pilot was <laughs> the pilot was not good. But it got better. It, it did. It did get better. It did. And, you know, I'm never going to say no to Elisha Cuthbert as a lesbian, ever. Never. <laughs> Well, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on this week's episode. Why don't you tell the internet once again where to find you? Here in Neil's apartment. Right now. Hurry. Pretty much. Staring at the <laughs> Final Girls poster. Actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me at Rachel Kylie, mostly on Twitter, but if you look hard enough, pretty much anywhere else. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm glad thank that we had this me. moment in my apartment. Um, be sure to rate this podcast, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Do whatever you can to make your dreams come true. Because if you don't, you will never be happy. Are we doing that now? Are we singing now? I don't think we should. Nothing's right. We're all torn. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, you guys. See you next time. Bye.